You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us here on the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor, founder of OneBestConsult.com, and your host for today's show. Again, thanks for taking time to join us today. And I want to mention first as we kick off here that OneBestConsult.com, that's our location for common sense mentoring. I say location, that's our website. It's a new, new venture that we have and I would encourage you, if you have a moment, go take a look at it. That's one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. Uh, common sense mentoring, lots of information, lots of tips, podcast, videocast, all there for you, information and education. So take a look. I think you'll enjoy being connected to it. If you're doing anything, anything at all to improve your business, there'll be something there to help you. Also want to thank our show sponsor, Allegra HR. That's A-L-E. G-R-E-H-R, Allegra HR. I encourage you to visit them at AllegraHR.com. If you have one or 1,000 employees, AllegraHR.com can help you in so many ways, human resources. We think as employers, oftentimes we know everything, but it's just not true. These people can help you in putting together your selection process, hiring all the way to the fact that someday, unfortunately, you may have to terminate somebody. They've got the whole human resources uh, situation covered. They have offices literally all over the globe, but it's all through AllegraHR.com. So it's very affordable. Again, if you have one, 10, 20 employees, 100, 1,000, they can help you reach out, AllegraHR.com. Also want to remind you that we're on Facebook. If sometime during the show you're not able to stay with us or if you hear something you just want to re-listen, please go to the Facebook page, The Weekly Business Hour. And while you're there, I encourage you not only to like the page, which we would appreciate, but also to set up an alert so that when we post the show each week, it's posted typically on a Wednesday, you will receive alert. You can take a look at the synopsis on our guest, the subjects we covered, uh, the information. If you see something that's interesting, Click on it and listen to it. So, again, please like us on Facebook, the Weekly Business Hour page. Well, our show today, I think we've got a good show put together for you. We're going to cover some interesting topics. First of all, our very special guest here in the studio today, our business owner guest, Kelly Britton, who is an RD slash LD. I've got to ask what those are at some point. But the <laughs> most importantly, she's the owner of Always Best Care Senior Services. She'll be joining us live, as I mentioned. In the expert corner, we're going to welcome back Adam Looney. He's an attorney at law here in the Montgomery County area, and we're going to talk about buying and selling businesses. So, And I'll close out today's show with my one best consult tip of the week, growing your business from day one. So I encourage you, sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about nothing but business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. Also want to encourage you as we talk about all this business at any time or even after the show, if you got a question about a topic we talked about or something one of our guests uh, said, or just a question about your business, send me an email. I enjoy getting those emails. I particularly enjoy the ones that where people have questions about their business. 
And I'll be glad to send you back my perspective, my response. Simply send it to Rick at IRLoneStar.com. That's Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com, and I'll respond to you. We have some business events coming up here in the Montgomery County area. I'm going to point out a few of them. First of all, I want to remind you about the Hispanic Chamber Show. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. That's uh, live on the radio with Dr. Carlos Sanchez. Uh, that show is sponsored by the ML Agency. And they're going to have Dana Coleman in, Dana with MetaWeight Loss, uh, actually located out in Katy and one of their members out in that area. She's going to share her experiences and the results of uh, the system, the medically supervised system that she's had with hundreds of patients and talk about her business. So I encourage you to tune in tomorrow, Tuesday, April 10th at 2 p.m. and hear what they have to say on the Hispanic radio show. Also, we have a nonprofit event I want to mention, the Conroe Symphony's next concert is coming up April 21st. Uh, it's going to be music from the screen, a lot of movie music. It's going to be a wonderful concert. It's at 7.30. It's going to be at Conroe High School. And if you don't have tickets, reach out to these folks. Their number, 936-760-2144. Or you can go to their website at conroesymphony.org. I plan to attend the show, so I encourage you to be there. Love to meet you in person. And then finally, we have, as normal, some great programming going on on Houston Community College. This one happens to be in their location out in Stafford, maybe a little bit far if you live here in the Montgomery County area, but we have a lot of listeners in the Houston area on Wednesday, April 19th from 11 to 1. They're going to have one of their Boss Up workshops, they call them. It's entitled Brand Yourself. And if you'd like more information about that, just reach out to the Houston Community College at HCC. Biz, B-I-Z, connect.org. That's H-C-C, bizconnect.org. I encourage you, keep your education up. It's an important part of succeeding in your business. I guarantee you that. Also, I want to make a quick comment. There's a lot of news over the last few weeks, a lot of criticism, a lot of discussion about Facebook. And I want to encourage you, if you're a small business, particularly if you're in a retail business, if you're a small business, uh, people like to call them mom and pops, that's an endearing word to me. It's not a slight or a slander. But if you've been using Facebook effectively in your business, and a lot of times retail, retail service businesses, it can be very effective in building up loyalty and putting yourself out there. Don't take all the Facebook stuff too seriously. It's still a great place to advertise. But as we all should have been doing all along, we need to read the privacy section of what we're agreeing to and protect our privacy. But don't get scared off from Facebook because I know a lot of folks in retail businesses have one location, maybe a handful, and it's worked wonders for their business in loyalty and other ways. So don't run away from Facebook. Keep an eye on the news if you care to, but don't run away from Facebook because they're still going to be there, and it's still a valuable asset in your marketing and advertising. Well, as you know, opportunities are right out in front of us, and my encouragement each and every day to my clients and anyone I speak to in the business world is grab them. So don't let them pass you by. And keep in mind that the weekly business hours where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve their business, and to hear from some of our own local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. And just another reminder before we move on to the show, you can find a podcast of the show if you care to listen to podcasts. A majority of our listeners, in fact, do use the podcast as a way to listen to the show. It's on YouTube. We have a channel, the Weekly Business Hour channel. That podcast will be posted on Wednesday of this week. So tune into YouTube, 
sign up and uh, make the weekly business hour channel one of your regular resources. Well, let's get into the show. Let's get into the live part of the show. And that means we're going to be talking to Kelly Britton, RD slash LD, the owner of Always Best Senior Services. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Okay, RDLD, we've got to start with that. What does that mean? That means I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. So that kind of comes in with my um, story about the reason why I got into um, the business. Um, And so I did graduate with a dietetics degree. I worked for 20-something years in specifically skilled nursing facilities as a consultant dietitian overseeing, um, you know, nutritional care plans, food service, those types of things. So that gave you quite a bit of background, I assume, to provide senior services. Absolutely. And one of the the main things I became really um, frustrated with during my time working there was the the lack of care that seniors were getting in these types of facilities. Um, And, you know, the majority of it wasn't because they didn't want to give the good care. It was a lot of the way they staffed um, the facilities, the budget, the way it was ran. Um, You know, the one caregiver was trying to take care of 20 people in a hall And, you know, when they push the button and they need help, someone's not going to get to them very quickly. And so it was a very frustrating situation to observe from my end, but also, of course, for the residents that live in those facilities. So you started out, in a sense, with a mission. You knew what was broken and you sought to fix it. How have you done that? Well, you know, I saw the opportunity and I thought, gosh, it would be so great to be able to send a, a private caregiver to someone's home and, and, and wait, you know, be able to be there for them and, and allow them to remain independent at home for as long as possible um, versus, you know, being in a setting that, that wasn't ideal. Most, the ideal most people want to be able to stay at home. That's the goal for most people. So, you know, we looked at that and we thought, what can we do to do that? Um, my, you know, my father was actually one of the longest living heart transplants in the United States upon his death in 2010. Um, he lived on 22 years. And um, so, you know, towards the end of his life, my family and I, you know, really rallied around him. He was one of those old farmer guys that said, you know, don't ever put me in a nursing home. And he wanted to stay at home. That was his wish. And my mom and, and, and sister are both nurses. And so, you know, we put together a plan to be able to allow him to stay at home. And so I, I truly understand when families are struggling, you know, to deal with these situations and they want to keep a loved one at home. And so I, I help them come up with some solutions on how to do that. Every case is individual. Yeah, and I think that's something important for people to understand that each case that you would take on, I mean, this is a very, I'll use the word, customized business, isn't Absolutely. It? Very what personal. are some of the things you do? We've got about a minute left in this segment that you would do with a potential client to understand what their customized needs are. Yeah, absolutely. So we come out and do a free in-home assessment. I like to come out and meet the client, the family, because so much of it is about relationships. It's about, you know, choosing the right caregiver and putting together the service plan of what all needs to be done. I take a look at the, you know, where they live and what are some obstacles? What are some things? Do we need extra equipment to get in here to make it easier to care for them? And so we look at the big picture. We put together the service plan, what all the needs are, and we come up with a detailed plan that everybody's on the same page with. And um, that helps us to provide that, that service. Um, you know, we have about 60-something caregivers. And to me, it's about finding the right caregiver. And so uh, 99% of the time, I get it right, you know. And every now and then, I have to go back to the drawing board. But, you know, that's what it's about. And when we hear those success stories, you know, they're like they're talking about how the caregiver has been become part of the family and has really been a great um, help for allowing them to stay at home and be independent. 
Well, there's no doubt about it. You're in a very interesting and very fast-growing business. Well, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we're to our first break. Conversation went very quickly this morning. Yes, it did. <laughs> but we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue with Kelly and talk about some of the vision of her business and how she put it together. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schistler, your host. Uh, we're having a great conversation here, and I want to continue it with Kelly Britt, but let me remind you that if you're listening and you're here in the Montgomery County area and you own a company and you want to sponsor the Weekly Business Hour, very easy to do. If you'd like some information about it, please, again, reach out to me, Rick, at IRLoneStar.com. And speaking of sponsors, again, I want to thank AllegraHR.com. AllegraHR, wonderful wonderful human resource company that's out there to help you as a consultant, advisor, and even a mentor. One or more employees, that's all it takes. You don't want to make mistakes with your employees, and you want to do everything you can to motivate them to be better each and every day they're working for you. Reach out to AllegraHR.com. Well, Kelly's here, and we're talking about her business, the home health care business. Very intriguing business. I personally have had uh, some experience recently with elderly parents and whatnot and dealing with it and actually having discussions right now about a, uh, my mom. She's fully independent at 87, but she's reaching slowly in her case. She's aging very well, but a lot of ins and outs, a lot of things right. happening, Kelly, in your business. Your business vision, that was something I noticed when I went through your material to get prepared today. Share with us your business vision and how it came about. 
So our vision is really to be able to um, help more and more people. And we, you know, we, we really are compassionate. That's what we're looking for mainly, the compassion, the caring, um, the relationships that we build. Um, being able to, um, to, to do that is really important to us. I get heartbreaking calls all the time from people that, you know, need our service, but they have no idea where to start. They may not have the funding. They may not have planned, you know, well enough to be able to do that. So my vision is to really be able to branch out and grow. We're upgrading our licensure right now as we speak so that we can start taking in some more VA clients, some more even Medicaid clients, so that we can really start to, um, to, to share that with more and more people. You know, one thing that's interesting to me in, in your business is your business, like so many businesses, built on relationships. Not, But in your case, not just with clients or their families or both, but also all the other places that you do. I mean, you've got your employees, right? Relationships, pretty typical in business, but you've got a lot of other relationships you've got to work with. Share with us, if you would, how you go about identifying and building the right relationships so your business can grow. Well, what I do is I definitely try to partner with any um, business or um, entity that can assist with seniors. So I try to make sure I know everything in the community where I can plug a, a client into that. So when I sit down with a client and I go over their needs and what's going on with them, I may not be the best solution for them at the time. So I definitely try to partner with local and um, you know, whether it's an assisted living, a, pr a private um, residential care home, um, elder law attorneys, financial planners, um, the, the colleges that offer, you know, tax services and free education for seniors. I'm really looking at building um, all businesses. I mean, if, if I walk into a client's home and they have a leaky roof, you know, I want to be able to recommend personally a, you know, a vetted roof person that I know will come in and take a great, you know, great care of them. So, I'm always looking, I mean, there's there's just no limit to the number of businesses that, you know, we can really partner with um, and help be a resource for seniors. Let me ask you, from your personal experience, what is the the key, the key element in building a good relationship? For me, it's really um, sitting down and um, and identifying what what uh, what goals and, and visions that you both align with. Um, everybody, you know, has different ways of doing business. And so, I think for me, it's uh, about people that number one are compassionate, um, honest, and caring. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna treat people right. Um, those those types of things, you know, work for me. Um, and then just continuing to build that relationship. You don't just meet someone one time and you know and recommend them. You want to get to know them and and know that you know vet them yourself and understand who they are and what they do and how they perform um, and get you know personal recommendations from other people. And that, to me, helps really build, um, you know, relationships. And I do that a variety of ways, through networking, um, through Facebook. You know, we, we talked about Facebook earlier. It's a very great um, uh, media for um, building some of those relationships as well. Well, let me ask you this, kind of shift gears a little bit. Now you've got relationships, you've got clients. But how do you market your business? How do you attract those new clients? Again, um, I am out doing a lot of networking. Um, you know, I learned pretty quickly, pretty early on <laughs> coming from the healthcare field. I really thought I was going to be able to walk into some of the hospitals and skilled nursing facilities and, you know, have them relate to me and, and give me referrals. And that didn't happen very easily. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> and so I quickly learned that, you know, going to local business owners, building relationships within Business owners have um, clients, they have families, they have neighbors, they have friends, they have church, 
they have circles of influence um, and people that they know that need care. You know, when they hear people, you know, struggling to care for an aging loved one, you know, then they're like, oh, the, you know, I might pop into their mind because I network with them and I, and I get to know them that way. Um, again, social media for me has been big. I do a lot of public speaking. I love to go out and educate because, again, one of the things I learned early on is that a lot of people need our service, but many people don't plan well enough um, before a crisis hits. So I do a lot of educating through the college, um, speaking engagements, just letting them know, hey, let's get a plan together before you have a crisis in your life. And that way you have more options, you know, to, to go with at the time. Yeah, I see that as kind of a pinch point, if you will. You mentioned the financial planning aspect, but the fact is, if you believe the statistics that are put out by the media, uh, this coming wave of seniors, baby boomers, will, baby boomers, <laughs> seniors. I like baby boomers. That's bad. Yeah, that's I'm a baby. Good. I'm not a senior. <laughs> but their savings is is supposedly almost non-existent on average. I mean, how are we going to deal with that? And, and, you know, you're also looking at baby boomers have a higher standard of living than our, what we consider our grandparents or great-grandparents did. You know, before they would go to the nursing home and there was just nothing much, you know, said about that or someone would try to care for them at home. And, and so baby boomers really want five-star senior living now. <laughs> so, you know, so we're trying to look at, you know, how we're going to do that. I am hopeful that um, with some of the legislation that we might start getting um, some more um, government funding to help pay for some of these services. Um, you know, right now, uh, Medicare and Medicaid or, or health care insurance in general consider our service non-medical. We are considered non-medical because we do not have typically a physical therapist, occupational therapist, nurse, things like that. Um, so they consider them almost um, non, um, non-essential, right. which, which is really unfortunate you know, when you break a hip, you go to the hospital, you have surgery, you go to rehab, then you get home and maybe you still can't stand and you can't cook and you can't drive and you can't shower safely. So um, they're really, I'm hoping the future that they'll really start, you know, seeing that there is a need for some of this. It helps keep people out of the hospital. It helps prevent falls. If we can get some more um, state funded coverage for some of these um, services, I think that would be a great benefit um, to all of us. I sense that's one of the big challenges facing you and your business industry. Every every aspect of it is the lack of savings and then the opportunities that people will or won't have based on that. Let me ask you just uh, on a personal level, but more particularly, I guess, on a business level, how do you measure success within your business? Well, I mean, of course, as a business owner, we are always looking at um, – our um, CRM, where we're, we're putting data in and how we're getting referrals and how those are, um, are converting. Um, but, you know, for me, it's really about the stories. I mean, the stories from the clients, um, when we hear that, you know, someone, you know, has passed away and the family that we go to the funeral and the families are just so appreciative of the quality of life that we were able to give their loved ones. Um, with matching the right caregiver, with providing that service plan, with adjusting the service plan as the cha- as needs change. And that's so much with our industry is that we'll start out with maybe four hours once a week. I mean, you know, you talked about your mother, sometimes just getting someone in just to get them familiar with someone. And then as the, the needs change, we can change with that. Um, so it's not so much a hard and fast. This is, you know, once a week or, you know, we can do it as how often, however often they need it. Um but yeah, those are some of the things that we look at when we're um, when we're working with that. Well, let me ask you now. You you chose to locate here in Montgomery County. What what was that based on? 
Well, we we've been um, we've been here for about ten years, and um, you know worked in worked in here as you know another businesses other businesses working for other businesses, and really just identified the need based on where I was working at the time. But then also um, the the need. There's just there's so much need in this area, and there are a lot of uh, aging baby boomers in this area. Um, we really looked at that as well. Um, it was obviously a trending um, trending at the time when we were looking at opening businesses and stuff. But for me, it was just really about um, you know how can we serve more people, and this was a great area to do it. We call this home now. So, well, I, obviously, I believe it's a great place to to do business. On a day-to-day basis, I mean, you're in a in a, a business, to me, it's kind of obvious some of the things you do compared to maybe some businesses, but what's the biggest challenge to you personally in your business day-to-day now? I think in, in this industry, one of the biggest challenges um, is um, the, the caregivers. And I think, you know, keeping um, the, the compassionate caregivers is always a challenge. Um, and so we're always looking for people that are wanting to serve and and. and with a senior population. And for us, what we found is that caregivers that are, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s actually make the best caregivers. They make the best companions. And maybe they cared for an aging loved one at one time. So, you know, we're always looking, we're always constantly hiring, we're recruiting, and we're looking for top talent, you know, that that have a passion for working with seniors um, and that want to learn and help people be able to age in place at home. So, you know, I would say, you know, staffing is probably one of the, my biggest challenges just because of the number of caregivers that we really need to be able to provide the services that we that we do. And the numbers are getting bigger and bigger. They are. They are. So that challenge is not going to go away, it doesn't sound like. Well, let me ask you, you mentioned the industry a couple of times. What do you see looking down the road five, maybe three years, 10 years, whatever? What do you see other than the growth factor as a major changes that we might expect in your industry? Um, as I mentioned earlier, I really think we're looking at hopefully changing some legislature um, to be able to have a little bit more coverage in this. Um, and, you know, just really planning so much. Planning is so important. I just can't stress that enough. You know, we talked about before a crisis hits. Um and, you know, I'm thinking there's there's some information that's coming down the pipeline about virtual caregiving, about, um, you know, different types of ways to do caregiving at the home. And so, you know, we're excited to be on board and to, to, to grow with this industry as it grows and changes. And, you know, I think it's really hard to kind of take out that compassionate piece, though. Um, I think you're always going to need a person in there to be able to do it. I don't see, you know, robots taking over and doing this anytime soon with some of the virtual things that are coming out. But, you know, I think you just can't replace that that piece of that person, that person that really can, you know, anticipate needs, get to know someone and and provide that safety that they need. Kind of gets back to relationships. Relationships, absolutely. You know, one of the things you mentioned when we were talking prior to the show is there's an upcoming conference here in the Montgomery County area. Why don't you take, uh, we've got about 30 seconds to talk about that conference, if you don't mind. Right. So the Interfaith of the Woodlands puts on this conference twice a year. Now, this conference is actually for family caregivers, caregivers that are taking care of their own family at home and they need resources. So it's a great place to come out. There will be an it's like from 8 at 30 in the morning to 3 p.m. It's on Saturday, May the 5th. I remember that as Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> and it will be at the Christ Church United Methodist in the Woodlands. Um, it will be a free event. If you register online, they will actually have free caregiving available. If someone has a, a, a family member they can't leave at home, they can register them and bring them 
to actually stay there and get care. Um, breakfast and lunch is included. There'll be lots of breakout sessions that um, they can come and get resources as well. So it's really a wonderful place um, for multiple people to, you know, to stop in and have multiple resources at their fingertips. And if they want information uh, about it, where the Interfaith website? Interfaith, um, interfaith.com. You can actually register online right there. Um, and like I said, it is free. I think they cut off the registration, um, you know, probably about five days before the event starts. So be sure and get on there and go ahead and get registered if you think you might be interested in coming. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Very educational, not only from an industry point of view and in the industry you serve, but also as a business person. If people want to get in touch with you and talk about your business or just have a general question, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so they can visit um, our website. It's um, abcthewoodlands.com. They can always call us at the office at 832-585-1941. Um, they can also follow us on Facebook if they want to do that. Um, but yes, definitely give us a call. We'd be happy to come out and do a free in-home assessment and put together a plan that would meet their, your needs. Well, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, we're going to have Adam, Adam Looney, well, I'll get there, attorney at law is going to come in a very important topic, buying or selling your business. This is something every business owner needs to know, particularly the selling, because one day you never know when you're going to sell your business. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with Adam Looney. Thank you. Tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up with Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about Keeping Up with Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR Advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of One Best Consult and the host for your show. Uh, we're going to go directly into our expert corner. We had a little bit of a technical glitch here in the studio, and I want to welcome our expert, truly an expert in the area of the law. That's Adam Looney. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on, Rick. It's great to be here. Well, I appreciate your patience too, Adam. I uh, had a little electrical issue here, but let's get into this. This is an important topic, and again, I deeply appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and that's about buying or selling a business. Uh, certain steps people need to go through and uh, so on and so forth, and I think it's important that we maybe provide people with a little basic information uh, as they enter typically in an arena that they're not in very often, perhaps only once in their lifetime. Uh, let's start with the buying of the business. What are some of the important things that people need to understand from a legal point of view uh, when they go to buy a business? Well, you know, I think the, the most basic thing when you're talking about any kind of transaction is the price. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into determining what uh, the right price is for a business. And I think oftentimes when people go in and they, they start contemplating a deal, both sides kind of have a general idea of, of kind of what, what the value of the business is. But depending on what kind of business is that what kind of business it is, the value and the way you, you calculate it can be, can be very different. It's a business that holds a substantial amount of inventory. And that's something that's going to be taken into account very heavily in the, in the valuation process. If it's more of a service-oriented business, where you know you're, you're going to be looking more at the cash flow, um, but either way, you know that those are just kind of the. And again, there are many, many ways of, of valuing a business, but uh, you know, figuring out the price is 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 more simple, is more complicated than just you know, kind of throwing a number back and forth and then uh, you know deciding on it because that's even just the first step of determining what the price of the business is. Because when you make those assumptions about what you're willing to pay for the business, what both parties uh, think it's worth, again, there are some underlying assumptions there that both parties are making. And one of the first steps that you need to do before making a final commitment into entering into that transaction is to figure out whether those underlying assumptions are correct. And the way the parties do that is through a process typically called due diligence. So due diligence means you want to look at you want to look at those underlying assumptions. You want to, if you're if you're valuing the business primarily based on the, the the business's inventory, then you want to go and make sure that that uh, that the business has what it says it has. That the assets or that the assets that the business has are worth what they say they're worth or what you assume they're worth, and that can. That can involve um, physically inspecting the assets. It can involve taking a deeper dive into the um, into the the uh, records of the inventory lists. Same thing if you're talking about a more service oriented business. Look at the financials. You know, I mean, go back a few years and uh, so that you can determine is this a stable business? So is, is the cash flow stable? You want to look out for things like. Uh, for instance, does the business have a diversified customer base or are there one or two customers that are providing the vast majority of the, uh, of the cash flow? Because, you know, that's, that's much riskier because if you're in a place where, you know, a great deal of the, the, the cash 
flow and the value of the company is from one or two customers, you're taking on a lot of risk that if one of the one or two of those customers leaves, the value of the business is it can be substantially less than you thought it than you thought it was. So so I think that due diligence process is a really important part of any time you're entering into a business, especially if it's a business that maybe you know, you're not necessarily an expert in, you know, it's not a, uh, you're not acquiring a company that you, you've already have a lot of experience with. You need to, you need to make sure that you um, uh, are looking at going into it with your eyes open, because not only are you looking at the bit, you know, the assets, including you know, customer lists, accounts receivables, all of those issues, you also want to be thinking about the company's liabilities. Does, are there other unknown liabilities are out there that you need to be taking into account? I mean, is there, there are lawsuits pending or their lawsuits been threatened, you know, are there, there are contracts that have been breached out there um, that, uh, that, that you need to take into account when you're looking at buying a business, what debts do they have? You know, they're outstanding loans. These kinds of things are very important when you're taking into consideration the price, which again, is I think kind of your first step, uh, is kind of in deciding whether or not you want to purchase a business. Well, let's back up a bit, just back to the, the what you said in the beginning. And you, I think you make an excellent point. Uh, even before you get to due diligence, when you try to verify uh, or make sure the characterization of what you're buying is what has been represented to you through due diligence, is the idea of, of what is the pricing. And, and in my experience in working in a number of businesses, buying and selling, uh, every industry, uh, particularly every industry, and then you can even go down to every business in that industry, uh, valuation uh, can take on a different uh, formula, if you will, or how you determine it strictly, say, through the numbers. And to me, uh, if I walk into a situation and I want to be in business, and I've seen this happen a number of times, but I'm not that familiar with the business, I don't even have a clue on how the business should be valued and again, I'm talking about the formula or what, what is the basis for the right. valuation. So even if I know the actual numbers or know, you know, the due diligence is 100% shows me everything I want to know and the representations are accurate, I don't even know the formula. I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost impossible without some expertise like you, an accountant, somebody to, to really help me walk through this process to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, business valuation is its own specialty, and it is its own specialty for a reason because it is very complicated valuing a business. I mean, uh, the the there are just so many factors that goes into it, as you said, so many different formulas. You know, whether you're looking at assets, you're looking at cash flow. You know, you're looking at and and there there are sort of if you, I've talked to some business valuators about this and you ask, well, I mean, is there kind of a rule of thumb? Like, can we do something? And it, most of the time they won't even give you that, you know, well, it's just, it's so fact specific. What does the company look like? Um, you know, how, what are the, how, what is its business? How does it make money? And, you know, now the size of the transaction, I mean, is going to play into this. I mean, if it's a very, very big transaction, you want to make absolutely sure uh, that, that you, you have the right number, you know, if, if, if you're talking about a real small family business, then, then hiring a, a professional valuator to, to, to value it, it may or may not be cost effective, but hopefully if you're, if you are entering into a more, a smaller, less complicated business, it would be something that, 
um, you know, that can be done more simply or uh, with the help of maybe just uh, just an attorney who's done enough of these to be able to know kind of what the what the general rules are, as opposed to having to hire a separate uh, a separate business evaluator to come to the right number. But again, uh, that's why I say price. It's the first it's the first question, and in in many ways the most important question. So you want to make sure that um, you want to make sure that you've got the right number there, because you know once again. Uh, you can find out that, as I said, there's those things where one of the, the example that I mentioned, you know, the company may be, you know, more than half of its income may be coming from one or two customers. You know, that, that's that's a risk that you should take into account when looking at the price, especially if you're using a you know cash flow uh, based valuation, because you've got to take that risk that one of those one or two of those customers. Um, you know, leaves for whatever reason, and then all of a sudden, you know, the value is greatly uh, is greatly decreased, and there's a lot of discounting that goes in. Uh, those kinds of discounting into evaluation, the, the, the risk, those risks, liability risks that go into account when you're trying to find the price, um, and that a business evaluator can definitely help you do. Well, you know, Adam, you've covered a lot of great ground. Believe it or not, we're coming up on the end of this segment pretty quick. Um, but what I want to do, because the, and we need to be careful with this stuff. We need to carefully lay it out, I should say, to people, because it's so important when you're buying a business. And I think this idea of pricing is one that a lot of people hurdle over and they really don't thoroughly understand. But I'd like to, on air, invite you back uh, next month, perhaps, and let's continue this conversation about buying and pick up with the due diligence, the warranties, and some of the other important elements about buying a business. If you're open to it, I'd like to invite you back. Absolutely. And I mean, the way the deal is structured can, you know, is is very important as well, whether you're purchasing a business's assets or you're doing a stock purchase. I mean, it can completely change the landscape. So there are a lot of important things to look at and a lot more to talk about. Well, again, thank you uh, for bearing with us today. And if people want to reach out to you between now and then, I have a question. What's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they're welcome to email me at adam at looneylaw.com, or they can call my office at 281-763-7991. I'd be happy to um, sit down and talk. If you're looking at buying or selling a business, I'd be happy to sit down and talk to you about that and help you work through those issues if that's something that you think you need. Again, thank you so much, Adam. And ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you, if you are in the in the mood or in the position, I should say, of buying or selling a business, I encourage you to reach out to Adam. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've run through this show quite uh, quickly today. Uh, Unfortunately, we had a little technical difficulty, but I want to remind you as we close out here that you too can sponsor the Weekly Business Hour. Again, just reach out to me at rick at irlonestar.com for details. And remember, look for the podcast on the Weekly Business Hour page or on the channel on YouTube. You can check us out and see the whole thing. And again, thank you for joining us. Remember to stay in touch and what on what's happening here in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, stay engaged and keep a focus on what counts in your business. Thanks. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. 
Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.